0: Welcome back to the Changemaker Podcast. I'm your host, Deke Copenhaver. Today, my guests are Gordon Lawson, the CEO of Conceal. Gordon has spent the last 20 years in the physical and cybersecurity space, focusing on SaaS optimization and global enterprise business development. He was previously president at Range Force, a cyber training platform company, and SVP of global sales at CoFence through their $400 million acquisition by BlackRock in 2018. Before corporate life, Gordon served as a US Naval officer with operational deployments in the Middle East and Africa. He was assigned to Special Operations Command, the 3rd Marine Corps Air Naval Gunfire Liaison Company, and the Defense Intelligence Agency. He's a graduate of the Air Force Command and Staff College and the Army Airborne School. Gordon holds a BS in political science from the U.S. Naval Academy and an MBA from George Washington University. And we also have with us Ivy Testin. Ivy is the Inside Sales Manager for Conceal. She was born and raised in Augusta, Georgia. Ivy is a committed young professional and invested in the mission to recruit other young professionals to help Augusta grow. Upon graduation from the University of Georgia, go Dogs, with a degree in marketing and sports management, she spent some time with Fox Sports Australia and the PGA Tour before she made the switch to sales in the cybersecurity industry as an Inside Sales Rep for Conceal. Ivy now manages a team of business development managers, inside sales reps, and summer interns out of Conceal's headquarters and, might I mention, international headquarters in Augusta, Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Gordon and Ivy.
1: Welcome to the Changemaker Podcast, hosted by Deke Kopeneva. Deke is the author of The Changemaker, a Forbes
2: publishing book that has reached number one on Amazon on multiple occasions and in multiple categories like management skills and total quality management. During this podcast, Deke interviews Exceptional change making leaders. Deke currently operates Copenhagen Consulting, where he helps local governments and other public organizations maximize their potential. He's also a sought after public speaker. We hope that the change maker has an impact on you today and that you find takeaways that make you a better leader in your life. Now, here's Deke.
0: Thanks, Deke. Great to be here. Well, Gordon, um, first off, let's start off with you. Um, cybersecurity is I've shared with people. So US Army Cyber Command is located here in Augusta, Georgia. We also have the Georgia, Cyber Center. So I've shared with people that cybersecurity will be a growth industry for the rest of our lives, without a doubt. But what are your current thoughts on some of the challenges in growing the industry here in Augusta?
2: Well, you're, you're right on with this is a, a threat and a problem that's not going away. Uh, they're expecting that cyber crime to cost the world 10.5 uh, trillion dollars by um, 2025. So we've got some massive numbers out there. Ransomware is uh, is on the rise. So it's a it's a serious problem. And having uh, Fort Gordon uh, right down the road from our headquarters is is uh, you know an incredible asset because really some of the tip of the spear cyber operations are occurring there. Um, I think one of the what, well, there's so many opportunities. I want to focus on the opportunities of Augusta because I just think yeah. that that's that that's really the 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 area where we can focus and we should talk about. And I think the first thing is there's an amazing. Um, let's 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 not even talk about the the technical military folks. Let's talk about the the uh, folks right out of school and the and the intern programs that Ivy has been instrumental in recruiting. I just think there's an amazing talent pool in the area, whether that's Augusta University. South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia Tech. I mean, within two hours, you have Clemson. Within two hours, you have it, it, in a, an amazing talent pool of young people that I think um, need to be exposed to how much we need uh, great folks in cyber. And I think that we we, we launched this interim program uh, this summer. Uh, we have folks from three of those four schools that I mentioned, which is, which is awesome. And they're frankly, They've been infectious with their energy in the office. Um, they're new to the industry, uh, but they're learning, and and and, and they realize that the, our market is a huge market because whether you're a five-person company or a five hundred thousand-person company, you need cyber protection, and and I think we're lucky enough love, lucky enough as a firm that we can we can provide that. Um, so so I think that the talent pool is immense just from that. right right out of college, whether that's inside sales, marketing, business development, um, you know, that's super exciting for us. Um, And I'd love for Ivy to weigh in on that because that's where she's really focused. And then maybe we can go back to the technical piece, which we can talk about too.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm super happy to be here. Super happy to be home in Augusta, Georgia. Um, it, it was one of those things I wasn't necessarily looking to get into cybersecurity, but everything happens for a reason and I got connected with Gordon and the industry is just growing so rapidly and especially as a female I mean there's so much opportunity because it's a pretty male dominated industry so yeah I got connected with Gordon, um, moved back home from Florida and we've just been hitting the ground running ever since. I'm. I think it's month 10 at this point but um, yeah there's just so much so much green grass here and you know we have big goals for this company and this city and we want everyone in the community community to really be a part of it so um, yeah just you know starting from the grassroots like Gordon said just growing the internship program and and building up from there is is what we're all about
0: well Gordon so so living in Augusta and Ivy, so living in Augusta, we kind of, we hear the word cybersecurity every day. I mean, it's almost become a catchphrase to a degree, but really Gordon, if you could explain for our listeners that, and viewers that might not know a lot about cybersecurity, I know that it's a hot topic and it will be once again, I mean, mm-hmm. major corporations getting hacked, It's but explain a little bit about what your company does. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: So there's a a concept in cybersecurity called zero trust, which is which basically says that because threat actors who do bad things in the cyber domain are so creative and so resourceful and so effective that you basically have to keep put your network in a place where not only can external parties not access easily, but even internal parties need to be sort of restricted. So so you basically don't trust anyone is what zero trust means. And so we have a platform that allows a organization, whether that's a, a private corporation or a government entity um, anywhere in the globe to implement really zero trust policies. We have kind of three products and three ways you could do that. We, we can totally, we, could, we, we have a, something called Conceal Cloud, which would obfuscate someone's cloud deployment. We have something called Conceal Browse, which basically is an endpoint application that no matter what anyone clicks on across their operating system, if that thing is suspicious or unknown, it's going to push to something called cloud isolation so that ransomware or any malware can't infect the machine. And then another product we have is called Conceal Search. And this is really where this is kind of our roots in the defense and intelligence community as a company. Uh, Conceal Search allows someone to be completely anonymous, um, think of a security team. Think of an intelligence analyst. to Be completely anonymous and do the research they need to do to protect their organization. So all of these items are under that zero trust framework. And um, and, and it's really, really critical that all organizations implement this. And we think that there's um, just tremendous opportunity and with our platform that no matter how big or small your organization is, you can kind of pick and choose what is the best fit. And I think that 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 idea of having something for so such a large addressable market is, is I, I think, really, really interesting for, for us and, and why we're investing so much in our growth. And we think um, Augusta is a, an amazing place to, to headquarter a company that has that large reach.
0: You know, I, I do a lot of speaking, writing, and podcasting on my other podcast, Leadership is a Team Sport, which you can find at. Leadership is a team for sure. podcast.com, shameless plug. But I talk so much about building cultures that people want to be a part of. And one of the things that's really impressed me about Conceal is so many people talk about what a great culture it is. And, I, you know, I'll get to you in a second, Gordon, and ask you about, because I feel like leadership is about setting the tone to establish those cultures. But, Ivy, tell us a little bit about what the culture Is like at conceal and why you get up in the morning and want to go to work every day
1: yeah no absolutely I mean culture is definitely one of the things that keeps me going and when I started I think I was employee number 10 and now we're up to about 50 employees which is just remarkable and I think what's gotten us there is that you know everyone is so close and invested to you know our success and our growth and in our team and it's really just a all hands on deck type of environment I mean it's truly a place that you can ask anyone all the way up to Gordon at whatever question you have and it's just such a great place to learn and grow as both personally and professionally so that's that's definitely what keeps me going
0: well Gordon talk a little bit about as I mentioned it's really up to the leader in any organizations to set that tone that builds that good, positive, profitable culture. So speak to me a little bit about your views on that.
2: Well, I think it, it goes back to our core values, Deke. Our core values are leadership, action and results. And, you know, you you set this off with uh, with leadership. And, you know, uh, obviously, as CEO, leadership is super important. But I think the really the most important thing I do is uh, hire amazing team members like Ivy, right? You know, I'm I'm literally flying around the world. I'm up in DC today. I I, I mean, I'm all over the place. And so, you know, I don't, don't get to spend as much time in Augusta, even though my family's there as I would like to, but having someone like Ivy who has really, um, even though she's new to the industry in the last 10 months, she's growing into our leader in that uh, Augusta office has hired amazing people um, has, I think uh, encouraged a culture of innovation. But also a culture of accountability, and I think you know one of the things that sometimes um, people talk about culture, and it's kind of like this touchy-feely thing. Yes, that's important, but you, you we're a business at the end of the day, and you have to drive results too, right? So there, so there's a balance, and that's why I think that those things are all embodied in our in our core values. Um, we actually just had an all hands call earlier today, and we were talking about. Um, even though we have 50 employees, we're still quite efficient in terms of our employee count for a company of our size. And the analogy that that I like to use, and sometimes it makes feel uncomfortable, but I think think this is a great analogy, is that we operate like a sports team. You know, everyone uh, is competing every day, myself included. We have to raise each other up. We have to raise the bar. We have to perform at a high level. Uh, And I think that our customers and potential customers expect nothing less. so, you know, I, uh, it's, it's certainly, we, we, we think and talk about leadership a lot, um, but I think for me, the caliber of people we have on the team, uh, like Ivy, like other members of our executive team, who by the way, They don't all live in augusta now but they're totally in love with augusta um is uh is is making (laughs) us uh it will make us super successful for the future
0: you know it's it's interesting um i had general perry smith retired general perry smith as a guest recently but in his book rules and tools for leaders he talks about that the that good leadership is about giving away power right it's about empowering those around you. To where they can make decisions and it takes those decisions off of your plate Mm -hmm. so it sounds to me like that's the culture of of conceal and that's a good thing but i I like how you talked Gordon, about accountability because that has to be a part of it and i I love your analogy of being a team because it's what is it kirby smart says iron sharpens iron Mm -hmm. we should all be focused on making people be better and that takes accountability so what are your thoughts on that, Avi?
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, I mean, each day we start with, you know, letting the team know where we're tracking the goal. Everyone lays out their personal goals for the day because, I mean, at the end of the day you have to have a game plan of how you're going to get to that goal. And I'm, I'm big on writing everything down to hold yourself accountable for sure. And I just think, yeah, going back to the team thing, when you have that good flow with everyone of, wanting to support each other and wanting to get there. It just makes everything so much easier because at the end of the day, you need you need everyone with you if you're gonna get, get, get there, so.
0: Yeah, well, I, I wanna get both of your thoughts on something. So in the headlines over the past couple of months, you know, you've had Elon Musk has been accused of creating a toxic work culture, Mark Zuckerberg as well. But I did a little research for my other podcast and prior to the great resignation, even beginning, people leaving toxic work cultures cost U.S. businesses $50 billion a year, which I'm like, how, how can you continue to have toxic work cultures, but they can be profitable. But what are your thoughts on that? Gordon? Well, you know, those those two CEOs get probably
2: more, more press, but I'll just, I'll just maybe share just a – a book that I love. It's um, by the, uh, the Netflix CEO um, uh, Reed Hoffman, and um, or Reed Hastings, right? Reed Hastings. I confuse Reed Hoffman Reed Hastings. Um, anyway, his, his the mantra of that book is, and it, it talks about you build talent density and then you release controls, right? And I and I I love that, and I think it goes back to what the general was telling was telling you, Deke, is that you know you there's no way that you can micromanage. And, and and expect to have successful results, and so it's all about bringing great people in. I think you bring great people in, you just encourage and reward those super positive, innovative behaviors, and um, I I think that that avoids the toxicity. Um, you know what? Every every company is going to have ups and downs, but I think that when you bring in great people you reward those positive behaviors um that th- then you just it, it tends to avoid some of that that negative drama that that occurs um but it's 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 a work in progress at the end of the day I think you need to build like cultural resilience too so that people yep. can over because you're not always winning right I mean everyone wants to win but there's going to be ups and downs if you build resilience um that 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 allows you to work through those difficult times as well
1: yeah, I would definitely agree, and I would just add to that the emphasis that I put on building my own network, and that doesn't mean people you've necessarily met in person, but, I mean, I Gordon and I are both constantly engaged on LinkedIn with people in our industry, people that have done a similar role like us, and you know it can be something as easy as asking someone if they have 10 minutes just to sh- share what they're doing on their team what's working what's not and then once you really start to build that network i mean a candidate may come along long to them and it's not a fit for them but they could pass it along to you and say hey this great person came to me so
0: you know and, and that's that's a point i often make is that i view society as a bell curve right mm-hmm. and i think most people or organizations are probably in the center but the majority of what we see in the mainstream media in social media and definitely in politics are the extremes, right? But it's, it's like you said, Gordon, I I'm sure, you know, those are two CEOs that grab the headlines, Mm -hmm. right? And that's for something negative, but it's almost like in the mainstream media, the mindset of it bleeds, it leads. It's not going to be the good actors that get the headlines all the time. Oftentimes it's going to be the bad actors. So one of the things that I want to use every platform I have is to show the good actors. I've recently became a founding partner of a national nonprofit called Starts With Us. And it was started by Daniel Lebetsky, the CEO of Kind Snacks. And it's focused on getting beyond the polarization of America. It's totally nonpartisan. But Mark Cuban's a member of the board. There are a lot of and obviously they've got a lot more low profile people <laughs> like me. But it is a situation where you've got people with great resources and wherewithal that are doing good things, but I just, I don't think they always get the headlines. And Gordon, the, the book that you just referenced, that's what I think we as leaders, that we need to look to the, the good examples of what good leadership looks like. And it can be profitable too. What are right. your thoughts on that, Gordon?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's a level of, um, Decorum, right? Like we are, you know, you, I think we're talking about is, is we, the media were, we're inundated with the, the, with negativity and people at each other's throats. I mean, that just doesn't work in the corporate environment. And I think that we have to have amicable discussions and, and, and really build, build very positive relationships. I mean, that's what we try and do, I think, with our, with our clients, um, you know, we're, we're, we're all about, even in a COVID era, um, our directors out in the field, and Ivy actually is the the master of this, is uh, face-to-face meetings, right? A lunch meeting, a yep. coffee meeting, building those relationships uh, internally and externally are, are are hugely important. And Deke, the other thing that I w- just want to talk about that I think is really that I think helps with culture, it doesn't it doesn't it's a, it doesn't solve for a negative culture, but I think it enhances culture are just the fun events that, that, that you can do as a company, you know, we have North Augusta green jackets tickets. Um, we, uh, we've done several events there. We do top golf Augusta events. Um, we, uh, s- sent some of our employees to the masters as a reward for some exceptional performance, um, this past April. And we'll do that again next year. Um, you know, we're super excited we're, we sponsor SEP Straka, on the PGA tour, UGA grad, he's actually playing with Luke List, uh, in the first two rounds of the open championship at St. Andrews. So, you know, just kind of that fun, those fun things you do externally, I think helps to, uh, to build that up and, and, and really create a positive environment.
0: I, I think that, uh, anybody listening should want to get, I'm wanting to go to work. <laughs> for concealed, but, but, uh, but that, that is, it's, it I mean you're in a business and it's not always going to be fun and as you made mention Jordan, you're not always going to win but the opportunities that you have to make it fun I think you, you need to take those opportunities mm-hmm. and you, you want to be an employer of choice because it's a competitive I mean it's a competitive competition for employees goes on and on and I'm particularly I'm sure in the cybersecurity field but I I want to ask you, Gordon, and and Ivy too. So one of the things that I've noticed is I think sometimes people in local communities um, and it's not just Augusta, it's every place and we've got a pretty much of a global audience, but are too close to the forest to see the trees. And I say that to say, I wonder how many people in Augusta actually are aware that the global headquarters of conceal are right here. So talk a little bit about. Augusta is not your only office, obviously. Ivy, do you want me, you want me to take that one?
1: Yeah, okay. no, I mean it's it's super cool. So we our headquarters is in Chantilly, Virginia, where Gordon is right now. Ivy, um, I have
2: to actually. I'm going to jump in here. <laughs> It's moving officially. So that that is underway right now. We're just not registered. So this is hot off the press. It is moving officially. Breaking news. We have to let the IRS know. So hopefully Sam (laughs) Sam does that before this airs.
1: In Augusta, Georgia. No, that's super exciting. And then we also have an office in Cork, Ireland. And our buddy Connor is over there heading that up. Um, So it's just super great to see our colleagues and different parts of the world um, making a difference. But yeah, what else would you add? Yeah.
2: Um, so, I mean, you know, this is such an exciting, it's such an exciting industry. And I think, um, you know, literally this morning, I was on a, I was on calls with the UK, the UAE and Saudi Arabia, and then multiple US calls. So really covering the globe in terms of where we're doing business. But whenever people, no matter where uh, I have a call and I talk about Augusta, you yeah. know, there's always a question about the, the golf tournament, of course. Right. And I just think that it's such a, a, it's such a cool draw. It's such a part of the fabric of the city, Deke, as you know. Um, yeah. and then, and then, you know, you, but most people don't know that are the army cyber center of excellence is there. They don't know about the Georgia cyber center. So I just feel like we are, um, and you know, I'm, I was not, not from the area, but I'm super excited just to be an ambassador, for, for what I think is an amazing city, and to talk about that as we as we um, travel around and, and, and as we grow as a company. Um, and I think also just, you know, I will say, uh, having been there, we opened the office, you know, just less than a year ago, um, having moved my family to the area, there's overwhelming support for what we're doing. Uh, you know, you. Deke, you've been at the, at the top of that, sitting on panels with, you know, Admiral Rogers. Um, the, all those things just make us feel welcome and I think pave the way for us to, to, to grow and be super successful.
0: Well, I, I, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan of Conceal and the work you do. But, but, Gordon, I want to ask you this question. With regards to cybersecurity, you know, there are a lot of bad actors out mm-hmm. there. I mean, in its nation states and it's China and it's Russia, who do you perceive to be the greatest threat to the U.S. from a cybersecurity standpoint?
2: Well, I think that both of those are probably top of the list um, for sure. But I think that and certainly they have robust infrastructures. They have a, uh, a very sophisticated talent pool, frankly, that they can draw from and a lot of people. That have a lot of expertise around it that can do that can do negative things. One of the things that, that, that we focus on that I think is quite scary too is that you know you can literally buy ransomware on the dark net, on the dark web. So there's criminal gangs that have basically are able to monetize a ransomware business, but they have nation-state level tools that are now available on the dark web. So you know one of, one of the offerings that we have is we can, we can help companies to know what their exposure is uh, in, in that particular domain, which is a place you have to be quite careful, you have to know what you're doing um, to be able to monitor that. And, and it's a capability that, we, that, that, that we've launched quite recently here and uh, protecting some of the biggest brands in the world um, with that. So, you know, I think the nation states are gonna to continue to grow in their capabilities. The criminal actors are gonna to continue to grow and those criminal gangs operate in countries where there is not uh, law enforcement retribution for what they're doing. Um, so it's uh, unfortunately, like I wish I had a better answer that said that, you know, <laughs> this is going to get better. Yeah. I, I, I just I just don't think it is. And I think that one of the reasons why and people people sometimes maybe you don't think about it like this, but, you know, kinetic warfare like we see in Ukraine the fastest that something might move there, like an aircraft, is maybe twice the speed of sound, the fastest. Anything in the cyber domain moves at the speed of light. So reaction times (laughs) become become quite, you know, very, very fast, obviously. And also think about even as a government, anything that like the United States government does back at one of those threat actors can be reverse engineered. So so it's a, it's a very, very delicate balance to what the government can do and the speed of the threat is moving quicker and quicker. And so there's just really some basic things that companies must do to protect themselves against it.
0: Well, I, I want to reference, um, Gordon, you and I had lunch recently and the one thing that you were telling me that I think there's the misconception with young people out there, people getting out of college, and I want to go to you mm-hmm. on this, Ivy, that you have to have a degree in IT to get in the cybersecurity field, which is not necessarily the case.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm a prime example of that. <laughs> I used to work in professional sports and and total 360 switch to the cybersecurity world, but what I found just from day one in traveling to events and meeting people in the industry is that everyone is very friendly and willing to help you mm-hmm. learn. And yes, the technical side of it can be difficult to grasp at first, but we, like we at Conceal have an awesome team of engineers that is so willing to sit down with you and start from the very basics of, of a network all the way into what we're doing so no you can really come from any background as long as you're curious and willing to learn
0: well uh, let me ask you this because this is a personal pet peeve of mine I would say I so I see what you're doing and so many of the Conceal team are on the younger side which I think is super cool I think kind of part of what I'm doing these days I used to be the young guy in the room but is to mentor younger people but I I would sit in so many board meetings when I was serving on a bunch of different boards of directors and people would say well how do we engage Millennials or maybe now Gen Z and I'd be like there's nobody under the age of 40 sitting in the room so I think and Gordon I have talked about how to sort of make for a more youthful culture for Augusta, but I'm like, it needs to be your generation giving input on how can, you know, what does this city need to look like to recruit and retain your friends?
1: Right. No, I, I definitely think um, the future of Augusta is very bright, but just continuing to attract that talent by, you know, building new restaurants and bars downtown yeah. and um, like the Top Golf Augusta, for example, and just, I also think just realizing that Augusta is such a central location and there's so many fun cities within three hours that you can go to on the weekends yeah. but also you know have a great place to come home to is huge so
0: well Gordon I want to get your take on that because I think that's really what you're doing yeah. is you're developing through conceal I mean the, the new leaders here in Augusta that are really going to shape the future of the city
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and, you know, and I think about, and I know it's not on the Georgia side, but I, I think, you know, just talking about infrastructure, you know, what the Green Jacket Stadium has done in that area around it, I think is an amazing template and is a great, a, a great example of, you build something just really, frankly, beautiful and that people wanna spend time at, that people bring their families to. And that's, I think that will continue to, to uh, reap dividends. I mean, I know, you know, I'm good friends with Dennis Trotter Jordan Trotter is doing some great work throughout the CSRA, frankly. Um, but but I mean that's the kind of stuff that, um, as we continue to build and invest in the community, um, that I think that um, we're going to be able to recruit more and more more and more people. Because you know I, I I hope that two years from now, Deke, we'll hopefully do this sooner than that. But two years from now, I hope we're talking about you know two, three hundred people that are working for us in Augusta. And I think that we, we're we going to get there. Um, and uh, we just need to make sure that um, there's that that we continue to uh, entice them to this amazing place and that there's some fun things that, that they can do right in Broad Street.
0: You know, and Ivy, I want to ask you about this, because oftentimes it seems to be that there's an age bias, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm Generation X and we were all shoegazers and we were lazy and grunge music fans which I love grunge music and I did go see Nirvana but I still hear people saying well the younger generation they just they have no work ethic and they they don't want to and I'm like I know so many 20 something year olds that are very very hard workers with a great work ethic and speak to that a little bit because I doubt that's what you're seeing Yeah, no,
1: definitely, definitely not what I'm seeing on my team, Um, and and with just my friends from college that you know are all over the country, I I definitely think willingness to learn and always looking for that next challenge and and seeing what you as a person can do to have an impact on that is huge. And I mean, I'm the type of person I want to give 100% in every aspect of my life. So I mean, whether that's you know, making sure I hit the gym every day or go to work with a smile on my face and, and get what I need to get done that day. Um, yeah, I think, I think especially now people want to change the yeah. world. So that's, I think we're, we're going to just keep working harder and seeing results. Well, I,
0: I honestly believe that it is your generation that's going to change the world because you're so creative. You guys are so interconnected. I just think you have and the shared mutual experience i think going through the pandemic together my dad was a b-17 bomber pilot and in world war ii so he went to europe and flew in the european theater when he was 17 years old but i say i tell people that i think the greatest generation became the greatest generation because they had to be right and i think your generation is going to be the next great generation
1: Yes. No. I Go, agree.
0: Gordon, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Well, I, I
2: mean, just just skip over us, Deke. It's fine. We're we're leaving it to Ivy here, right? She's all over it. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> easy. No, but I, no, I think you're exactly right. And I just, I wanted to mention this too. Um, you know, we, I wanted to talk a little bit about the military component because we, we obviously, we know there's some amazing young people coming out of the, the universities in the area. But I think most people in Augusta don't realize there's 20,000 cybersecurity professionals on Fort Gordon. Like that, that is yeah. astounding. Not all of them. Some of them are going to stay in the military and go on to do, you know, great things and move to other places. Some of them want to, they love the area and they want to get out of the military. And they, you know, I think, I think one of the misconceptions that we're working to overcome a little bit is that there's this sense that when you get in the military and I was a naval officer and uh, as you, as very, very kind of introductions, you know, when you get in the military, you have to go work for a defense contractor. And that's great. We support defense contractors. That's awesome. And there's, you know, there's a lot of them there, but there's still not enough jobs for them to go work for a defense contractor and go back on post there. And I think what we're trying to do is we want to, and we work with the cyber center to do this. I know we can probably do a better job, but we're going to stay at it is, Hey, you can go out and work for a cybersecurity startup. Who's doing defense work. Who's doing, international work, who's working with the with the fortune 2000, you know, th- there's really some very creative opportunities out there in the cyberspace where you can use all that great training you got in the government. And so you know, talking about, uh, you know, I think any anyone who who volunteers to serve, uh, we need to do a better job of letting them know that there's a great career path here as well. And that's one of the things that we're going to be uh, be focused on here in the in the coming months.
0: I totally agree with that. I've always had a very strong relationship with Fort Gordon and I remind people that less than 1% of our nation's population volunteers to protect the rest of our freedom and we owe them a debt of gratitude that can never be repaid. So offering them opportunities for employment and advancement, that's a great thing and I, I appreciate appreciate you guys having a focus on that. Well, is there anything as we draw nearer towards the end, is there anything else closing thoughts you guys would like to share? Oh, (laughs) well, I'm going to leave,
2: give Ivy the last word, but I just want to thank you for all your support. Um, you know, it's an honor to be on the podcast with you. Um, and, um, you know, we're super excited to be here. We're super excited to be growing and, um, come check us out at Conceal.io. All the open positions are on there. And, um, we want to, we want to hear from the community and continue to to be a, a large part of it
1: yeah no absolutely I just want to say thank you too and obviously you know I grew up here and know know a good bit of people but it's also not the same Augusta that I left so I just want to meet as many people in the community as possible and tell you about conceal happy to take you to lunch or coffee and um, yeah just just happy to be here
0: well at, as we close it's my usual closeout is okay before we go what is the one thing that each and every day can put a smile on your face and fill your heart with joy? Mm. And we'll start with you, Ivy.
1: A cup of coffee. <laughs> a cup of coffee. <laughs>
0: it's the simple thing. It's the little yeah. things in life. That's awesome. Yeah. Gordon, how about you? Uh, um, there's. well, I think I think
2: you, most, most folks who know me know I'm a huge golf fan. And we have some, I think, a nice homage to beautiful golf courses in our office. And so whenever I'm, I don't even have to be on a golf course, but whenever I'm looking at a picture of a golf course or hearing about the history of a golf course, that puts a smile on my face every day. So um, yeah,
0: that's it. So being home of the Masters might not have realized, it was a confluence of things, U.S. Army Cyber <laughs> Command the Cyber Center, yes. and being the home of the Masters might be why CONCEAL's global headquarters is right here in Augusta. Just a, just a
2: coincidence, Steve. Just a coincidence. Just a coincidence.
0: Well, guys, thank you for being with me. You guys have been absolutely awesome guests, and Gordon, safe travels, but uh, thank you so much, guys, and dropping the mic, and we are out.